Good afternoon, and welcome to the council. <clears throat> I'm your host, Charlie Pacello, and we've got a great show for you today. I'm very thrilled, thrilled to have this gentleman on our show today to talk to you a little bit about how to help deal with your anxiety. We all have it. We all deal with it. The, the stresses in our life come and we don't often know how to deal with it. So we've got an expert on the show today who's going to help us to find out how we can handle our anxiety and also to talk about the stages of infidelity. And so many of us have experienced that in our lives as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I do want to point out that uh, um, quick, a couple quick announcements. Uh, we are broadcasting live on KUHSDenver.com. That's KUHS. Denver.com. We are broadcasting live all across Colorado, all across the nation, and all across the world. This show, the council is being watched in every continent, on every continent, in at least 40 different countries. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege to be your host. So thank you, KUHS Denver, for hosting the platform here for the council. And also want to announce that I will be uh, publishing my first book here very soon. I finally got it back from my editor. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he, he kept it a little bit longer than he should have. Uh, but anyway, he got it back to me. And, um, and so hopefully in the next uh, few weeks, I will let you know uh, where you can purchase it. It's called Meditations with Masters of the Axial Age. And it is connecting us to those the ancient wisdom that uh, masters like Lao Tzu Socrates, uh, the Upanishads, the Buddha, uh, the Greeks, um, Ezekiel, and, and, and leading us into understanding their great wisdom, uh, what they achieved at that time. We haven't been able to even come close to matching, except maybe for uh, a few uh, exceptions, that kind of understanding of the inner world and how to connect to our own morality, how to behave well in the world how to treat others the way you want to be treated. That's where all that stuff came from. And so <clears throat> reconnecting to our souls, reconnecting to that part of us that understands that uh, what I do in this world matters. What, and it's true. Everything that we do in this world matters, in this world and the next. And, you know, we've got, uh, you know, in Colorado, we just recently had, um, just last, this week, we had, uh, you know, another school shooting. And it's just so, it's tragic. You know, I, I, I spent some time with a friend yesterday uh, who I hadn't seen in, uh, since we graduated from high school. And just, the, you know, the, the, the fears, the anxiety, the tension, the stress of worrying about every time I send my child to school, what's going to happen? Is, it, is this going to be the last time I see them? Is this, you know, what, uh, it's, we've, We've got to find some way to have a conversation about how do we fix this as a culture. It's not about, we're not trying, I don't want to politicize this. I don't want to, you know, that, that's, that keeps us from dealing with the issue. That keeps us from understanding that parents need to be more involved in their kids' lives and talking about the preciousness of life. You know, that life needs to be valued and respected and cherished. We need to find a way to teach our children to find significance without having to use a gun without having to, to, by finding significance in, in, in helping each other and, and contributing to their communities and, and, and valuing the talents and gifts that every individual has and in teaching them that they are, they are responsible and in charge of their own soul. You know, everybody, you know, if I was an angel for everybody out here, you know, you're responsible for your own soul. Your soul 
is this powerful vehicle, okay? And whatever you say or think or feel is going to start an act of creation. It's going to start something. And it's all part of these laws of cause and effect and action and reaction. And you're just a unit of power. And so you've got to pay attention to the things that you do, the things that you say, the things that you feel. And you've got to think to yourself, is this reaction worth it? Is, is me responding in this way because somebody affronted me or somebody insulted me or I have to replicate something in order to become famous? My, whatever the reason, it, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it to, to cause this kind of pain? You've got to think about those things. Is this spectacle worth it? Because everything matters. I mean, you know, am I, under, am I under a spell? Do I need to break a spell here? And you've got to become very discerning about the things you do in your life. And because this is a truth that everything, your whole journey in life is about uncovering truth, is about the quality of choices you make so that you can manage your own soul. That's what you've got to do. And you've got, we've got to teach our children that to have a sense of uh, reverence, self-reverence for their own soul and for the souls of others, to, to value life, to cherish life. And, and, and you know, I, and I'm disappointed that some of the, the politicians wanted to politicize the mourning of these kids. You know what? Let them mourn. Let them be there for each other. Let them care for each other. And we can deal with those kind of political issues on another day. Let them, you know, be, that's part of the healing process is to let them know that there's something that it helps them to connect to something greater so that these things become a thing in the past. You know, it, it's, it's really, really hugely important. And that kind of stress and that kind of anxiety about, you know, what's going to happen? And, and we feel this in our lives all the time. You know, the stresses in our life, you know, and I certainly have experienced a lot of anxiety about, you know, my future and worrying about things in the past and worrying about what's going to happen next and, and all those things. And my God, if we don't deal with that, it puts our system on overload. It puts our, 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 our excuse me, our, our animal brain or where the, uh, the limbic system is. Uh, it puts that on hyperdrive, that fight or flight response. It, 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 it deactivates it or, or it disrupts it. It changes those, it alters it. And then all of a sudden we're we're operating on a program that is not conducive to living a healthy life. So what do we do? How do we overcome those things? Well, my guest today is one of the experts in the field on how to be able to handle this. <coughs> Excuse me. Kelly Fisher has been trained, as an uh, trained and educated back in 1995 when he attended the HMI Hypnosis Motivation Institute in Tarzana, California. He became a certified clinical hypnotherapist and life coach. He has been teaching meditation classes for the last 24 years, and his design meditation classes in local gyms in Los Angeles and Las Vegas. He's, got, he's a co-host on a local radio station in Las Vegas, teaching his programs. Uh, he's a co-author of a number one best-selling book with world-famous Wim Hof, the Iceman, called Wake Up, A Guide to Living a Vibrant, Healthy Life. And he has taught his programs, Anxiety Solution and Weight Loss from the Inside Out from Stages in Los Angeles and Las Vegas. And we are, he's here to talk about his best anxiety solution program and the stages of infidelity. 
Welcome, Kelly, to the show. <laughs> well, that's Well, it really does. You know, it's, uh, you know, we've been in a culture that has, uh, you know, violence perpetuates violence, and it just does. And we, we need to have that sense of uh, identification that life is precious. Every breath you take is precious. And, and all life breathes together. It's not that it's we're, uh, we're the exception that the world was made just for us. We've got to be able to say, you know, we, we have to find a way to live together and to live together where everybody benefits. Everybody has an opportunity to make a, a contribution. And you don't need to find significance by taking life. You just don't. And so we've got to be able to have those conversations. Um, Kelly, <clears throat> what, please share a little bit about your background and how you came to the work that you're doing. So, I mean, uh, <clears throat> being a hypnotherapist, what do you have? I mean, that sounds like such a, a big word. What is what is involved in learning how to be a hypnotherapist? Is it, uh, you know, did, was, did you have an experience of it somewhere where he was like, you know, this is really powerful stuff. You know, I got to learn how to do this. What, what is involved? Yeah. Actually, actually, one of my first uh, mentors, I'll call him a guru, uh, my first one. I, I heard him on the radio in Los Angeles. Actually, I was way back singing in the band way back in the day. You know, I, I, I haven't tried it yet. I don't think I've ever experienced it, me personally. But I have done meditation for a long time. You know, I've, uh, one of the things when I experienced my crisis of uh, uh, complex PTSD, it was the meditation, it was the mindfulness that actually saved my life. You know, it was because it was one of those moments where I knew I was in such a crisis that uh, I, had to, I had to call on something different because the, the, the resources I had weren't enough. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to medicate myself. I didn't want to do any of that. And I, I didn't actually. I didn't have access to that stuff because, which was a, probably a godsend. So I learned how to meditate. I learned how to to follow the breath. I learned to how to, to quiet those, 
those the, the the incessant nine chatter that was going on in my mind at that time yep. and uh i've been doing it for eight or nine years now and it has been uh, amazing you know it didn't start out that way because i was so caught up in it you've been meditating for 24 years my goodness yes yeah i was gonna say one of my most profound uh introductions to this way back in the day i bought some cassettes off the tv <laughs> jonathan parker's program and everyone's like i can't believe you spent that money on uh so it's so expensive on cassettes so that's like putting a book under your pillow and absorbing knowledge i'm like no it's not <laughs> so anyways I, I would be i remember i would go to my mom's room i'd put this cassette on i'd lay on the floor to meditate and every time i did that i would be up at the ceiling looking down at my body i'd be out of body astral projection i didn't know what it was at the time yeah. and i thought wow this is meditation's awesome and then i ran into somebody they go Oh, you're a natural projector. I'm like, oh, what? What are you talking about? He's like, you're projecting out of your body. I'm like, what are you talking about? So, you know, I've been out of my body thousands of times. It's just so once you get a different view, a different consciousness, it's like, what is this? What? Where was my etheric body just now? What's? I, I have to know the answers to this stuff. You know? Well, it is. You know, and, and uh, it's uh, <clears throat> when you're when you have those that, that kind of projection. You know, where you actually are outside of your body, and those things, it's real. Those it actually happens. You know, and it's. Uh, it, it's it's kind of frightening at the first time that it happens, but it's then it's crazy. What's going on in the mind? What is about consciousness that makes us allow us to be able to do these kinds of things? What is consciousness? You start asking those kinds of questions. What is the nature of consciousness, right? Yep, yep. And yeah, the, 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 I was going to say the etheric body that leaves when you astral project. It's the same etheric body that leaves when you sleep. So a lot of times, if you're awake in your dream, you have a lucid dream. It's that same body. It's just in a dream state. So you know. If, I, I tell people, if you're in a dream, you think you're in a dream, look at a digital clock, look away, and look again, it'll be different. Mm -hmm. It'll be, oh, I'm, I'm awake in my dream right now. It's really, and then also one other technique is like, if you know you're awake in a dream, just look at your hands and feet. Because if I'm looking at you, I don't see myself right now. Mm -hmm. If I'm, if I think I'm awake in a dream and I just look at my hands and feet, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm in the dream even more. It's, it's crazy when you start practicing this stuff. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I find that, uh, you know, the more <laughs> lucid dreaming that I have and those things, that you know, it's wild. Some of the things that uh, you dream about. And, and in, in dreams, I, I'm fascinated by because you're every character in your dream. You know, you're every part of you is some aspect of you that you're trying to either integrate or assimilate if you've experienced any kind of trauma or anything that uh, has kind of created some dissociation in the mind and the mind is still trying to work these unconscious aspects within you and, and drawing them together. And, you know, you've, you have worked with veterans and I've worked with veterans and that's happened a lot where people are caught up in these flashbacks and memories and haunted by things. And, um, you know, you've experienced uh, uh, working with uh, veterans down at, your, at the Silver State Pain Management Clinic in Las, Las Vegas. Uh, and you just helped two Vietnam veterans uh, with over 47 years of PTS uh, and violent flashbacks sleep through the night. Can you share with the audience what that was like and describe, you know, what you were able to, to do to help them? Absolutely. I just want to say one thing about the uh, different levels of who we are in the dream. That's what The Wizard of Oz is all about. Joseph Campbell was uh, a part of that story, putting it together. That's the different parts of Dorothy. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that's, that's why people love that movie so much, and they don't even realize it, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's uh, different parts of them. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. What what an honor it was working with uh, a couple of the vets. They 
literally like the first time I met him, he was explaining like the flashbacks, and when he was explaining it, I mean, he was there. He was just, I mean, if if, if I was uh, uh, acting, if I was looking for an actor, I mean, he was just even just talking to me. He was live, and I thought, oh, oh boy, this is I got my hands full here, man. This is gonna be uh, so. What, what I did when I first worked with him, actually, three weeks into it, um, it's the first time he slept through the night in 47 years, and I, I just, I mean, I was just, I was so honored. Uh, so, basically, there was two levels of the sleep, obviously, he couldn't sleep through the night, and then during the day, he would have flashbacks and, and get violent, and so what I did is I designed him two different meditations, two different guided meditations, one to listen to during the day, if he thinks he was going to have that flashback, or he did, he could put that in, listen to it. And then one for sleep, and it's funny. I just I just ran into him about a week ago here. I said, I said Robert, how you doing? He goes, still listen to that meditation. He goes, I, I put that CD on every night. I put the headphones on. I take them off and I go to sleep. I'm like, that's awesome. That's he, he, he told me he's like he's like when you first started talking to me, he's like, there's no medication involved. There's he's like, how's this gonna work? And and he goes, it works. He goes, it works. And I told I said I said, can I? Uh, have a testimonial with you because I mean this is amazing that you know he goes yeah so I did a whole testimonial video with him and just I mean he said my wife thanks you my community thanks you (laughs) 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 it was awesome it was I was so honored to work with him that's amazing you know that's uh that's really and for because you know I worked with a lot of veterans and uh with Soldier's Heart and the Mindful Warrior Project and you know that was one of those key things is being able to you know, finally be able to fall asleep. You know, a lot of those guys had such a difficult time to be able, because they were scared to fall asleep. You know, being able to ha- have a full night's sleep without having the horrors of uh, and, the, and the tragedies uh, descend upon yeah. them and is such a critical thing. And when you don't have sleep, that be- sleep deprivation exa- actually right. exacerbates all of those traumatic memories. It makes it yep. worse. And so you're yep. caught in this really nasty conundrum where you need the sleep in order for you to start to heal, but you can't yeah. fall asleep because you're afraid those nightmares will come up. Right, yeah, his, his wife was actually sleeping in a different room because he would physically get violent during the night, and yeah. um, that, that they were able to sleep together again, that he was able to sleep through the night. Now, you know, he still has some flashbacks, but that he could sleep through the night at all was just profound, you know? Fantastic. Uh, Kelly, you've got over 24 years of practice. You've helped thousands of people overcome fear of flying, quit smoking, pass important tests. You've helped famous songwriters write again. I, I totally understand. I'm in a creative like desert right now, but uh, right. you know, you, to rewrite again, to get the, like open up that creative spirit, to lose weight, to to yeah. stop nail biting, fear of public speaking, just to name a few. What has yeah. inspired you to help so many people to overcome their fears and anxiety? Was there an event in your life, memory, personal experience with intense fear and anxiety that led you to find a solution to this deep-seated and universal human experience? Absolutely. There was a profound event in my life. But uh, one, one thing I want to say is I think it's uh, so Mark Twain, he said, the two most important days of our, our, our life are the day we're born and the day we figure out why. And so, <laughs> and so my, my figuring out why was uh, my big, my, my BHAG, my big, hairy, audacious goal is uh, to end mental suffering. I really believe I'm here to end mental suffering. And really, when I see people suffering because of their thought process, I have to help them. That's just why I'm here. So um, that's, that's my big picture. Uh, the smaller picture, I was... Um, 
and why I designed my anxiety solution program. I was probably like eight years into my hypnotherapy practice and uh, I was in a 14 and a half year marriage. And she just got up and walked out one day and decided she was gonna take her music somewhere else and divorce me and it came out of the blue. I mean, completely out of the blue. And I laid there at night staring at the ceiling, just couldn't sleep. I never had anxiety before that. And if I had the balls, I would have jumped off the roof to stop that roof chatter in my head. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. And so I literally sat there in a lazy boy chair one day and I said, just take me. I, I can't do this no more. Just take me. I, it's, it's not worth it. And I, three or four days went by. I was in consciousness, out of consciousness, you know, didn't shower, just laid there. And then I started to come out. And as I started getting back functioning in life, that's when I started designing this program in my head because I'm like, okay, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to figure out how to get through this. And one of the main things I teach is fork in the road technique, meaning I knew if I went down that road of thought, I'd be right back in that lazy chair staring at the ceiling. So I trained myself to, okay, no, I'm starting here. I know what's down that road. It's black. There's nothing there. I need to start here, fork in the road, and get some kind of positive thought going in the other direction. So that's, that's kind of when this whole program started developing as, as I personally went through that. Boy, oh boy, you know, we, uh, we met in Las Vegas, uh, folks, uh, at the conference, at the 5D conference uh, a couple weeks ago. And Kelly and I shared a very, some very similar experiences. And uh, what you just described there, that unexpected leaving, uh, you know, one of uh, my, ex, uh, my, my ex-partners, uh, that's exactly what happened to me. And it sent me down one of the biggest spirals in life that I've ever experienced. It wasn't expected. It was probably time for the relationship to end. It just it wasn't expected the way it happened. And that's what it created that d- uh, descent into my own personal hell. And yeah. then it just opened up caverns of pain. And it was just, yeah. I mean, like you were talking about, my mind was in such, it was like all the demons that ever, that ever existed all of a sudden were inside my head. And yep. it was a nightmare. And then uh, I wanted yeah. I wanted to jump off the roof too a couple times, yeah. you know, at the deepest, darkest moments. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to have Kelly on so much because how do we stop this? You know, how do we stop these, yeah. this, uh, this, this craziness that goes on in our mind? And yeah. um, what are some symptoms, Kelly, that of someone who has a lot of anxiety? You know, how does it express itself in a person's life? Um, well, it's, it's I, I designed what I call the anxiety scale because when I first started putting this program together, I was looking for definitions. I was, you know, looking, doing some research, and even the Mayo Clinic I looked up and said, "Well, anxiety is a normal part of life, and we don't know exactly where it comes from." I'm like, "No, no, 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 that's not good enough. That's not good enough." So um, my definition I came up with as I put the program together, my definition of anxiety is where you're sitting at physically in the universe. And where your mind is in the future, that gap is anxiety. Mm. So I teach people how to control, reduce, and end. Control, reduce, and end. Like Eckhart Tolle says, the power of now. I get them back to now. Mm. That future, uh, Stuart Wilde calls it etheric leaning because you're leaning towards the future. And you can never get there and you can never change anything in the future. And if, if you don't know how to control the mind from doing that, then you know you're going to be you're going to be there the whole time, which is in a fight or flight state, which is in a you know out of balance. You can't control that roof chatter. So that that gap is what I define as anxiety. Uh, I think that's uh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. it's right on because yeah. you're concerned so much about that that future, and your your mind is anchored. You know, we we often talk uh, about 
how to let go of the past, you know, how to take pull up our anchors from the past, the past pain, the past traumas, the how do we be able to do that? And again, it's coming back into the present moment on that. But we can do the same thing with the future uh, and the anxiety yep. and worrying about, yep. uh, I'll never be loved again. I'll never have uh, a success. I'll never yep. have those things. And those can have, uh, on a psychic level, that can be as just as detrimental and, and impede our life uh, and create that, uh, that sense of we, are, we have lost control of ourselves as uh, being stuck to the past camp. Yeah, yeah. The, the future gap is anxiety. The past gap is regret. Same gaps. Yeah. You know, you, you don't want to live either one. I, I try to teach people how much the now is so important and that yeah. that's all there is. You know, that's all there is, you know. And my, my wife is always like, tell them how time doesn't exist. I'm like, no, we can't start there with conversation with people. You mean, there's no time. There's no there's no past future. It's now. That's all there is. That's that's where your power is. That's exactly it. And all the great spiritual masters talked about it. Jesus talked about it. Buddha talked about it. Lao Tzu talked about it. Uh, Muhammad talked about it. Uh, you know, all these great people, they talked about getting present, present time. You know, this is what this is where your power is, and that's how you heal the past, and that's how you create a, a future. But you can't put yourself if you're not in the now, you're not okay. here. You're yeah. someplace and you else, no, and, you have, and you have no control either. You Absolutely. have no control. No. Yeah. You know, I, I was I was thinking of a, a short story that because I know you're an actor, and I was actor for a while. Yeah. And I was I was taking a, my Meisner course in North Hollywood, and Edward <laughs> James almost uh, Edward James yeah. almost nephew was in my class. So he stopped by one day to kick down some knowledge, and it has to do with anxiety because it was perfect. He was outside this door acting. He was getting ready to go into the scene, and there was a bunch of kids in the scene, you know, rambunctious kids. And the director says, what are you going to do when you get in there? He goes, I don't know. We've got to wait and see. You have to step into it first. You can't, you know, you can't project, oh, my God, is this kid going to be out of line? Is the kid that's not supposed to speak going to say something? You can't. Yeah. That's, that's that future thing you got you can't worry about, you know? So I thought it was awesome when you said that. <laughs> well, I used to have uh, uh, a dear teacher of mine. Uh, his name is Eugene Lazarev. He recently passed away, but he was a, a master teacher from the Moscow Arts uh, Theater. And he wouldn't let us use words. We had to just go from the script and just improvise and get into that. Nice. So you would t tap into your true creative nature so that you wouldn't you weren't locked into the words. You didn't know what was yeah. going to happen next. You would allow that uh, the impulse, the instinct to move forward. And those yeah. are great lessons. Those are great teachings that yeah. we we can incorporate into our lives because it's the present. That's where we live and that's where we need to live. Yeah, that, that, that two-year Meisner course changed my life. It's all about being now. He goes, stop. You're not even paying attention to what they're saying. You're not even here. I mean, it was just an amazing course to take. Yeah. Powerful. Now, Kelly, when the mind is racing out of control, the person can't stop the negative thoughts, the memories, and, it's, and it paralyzes us in fear, you know? It's, I, I know from my own experience, it is absolutely exhausting. It's yeah. draining, it's depressing, yeah. and you can feel absolutely helpless to do anything about it. And on your website, uh, The Best Anxiety Solution, which uh, for those of you who are listening, it's www.bestanxietysolution.com. That's bestanxietysolution.com. You stay hey, Charlie, I want, I, want, I want to send them to the, the, the full page where they can see the whole program. So it's 
Facebook.com forward slash anxiety. That's going to take them to, because that's just a landing page for a free meditation, which is awesome, but I want them to see the whole program. So anxietysolution.com forward slash anxiety. It gives them the whole, every piece of it, the breakdown. So Got it. Uh, so Andy slash anxiety to the end of that. Yeah. Uh, and on there, on your, you say that uh, nearly half of adults suffer from some form of anxiety and that almost no one seeks any kind of solution to overcome it. Why don't more people seek help for this? Um, it's because when you're going through something like this, you feel like you're the only one going through it. Nobody's going to understand me. Nobody understands my heart racing. Nobody understands my... It's kind of like depression. You know, Nobody knows this depression that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, I say, I've been through both. I know what you're feeling. And to... to it just makes it so much more difficult to reach out because when that, when that fight or flight kicks in and your heart starts racing and that roof chair, that monkey mind we talked about doesn't shut off, the circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So it gets so small that you're just afraid to even reach out and talk about it. So you feel like, like I said, you're the only one that's going through it and nobody will ever understand this and you have these thoughts going through your head. That's, that's why it's so hard for people to break out and ask for help. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was one of the hardest things for me to do was to seek help when I was going yeah. through my thing. I just wanted to deal with it all on my own, but I was doing yep. a terrible job of it. And, you know, it's, but I, I, we, we stay stuck in those things. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I find um, that if we, if we can just have the humility and just humble up yep. a little bit and just say, you know what, I need help on these things, it can open us up to different opportunities and possibilities, like this program, uh, The Anxiety Solution. You know, it uh, it deals with that. Kelly, what is what really is anxiety? What is it exactly? Could you explain to us the metaphysics behind it and and, and how anxiety affects the brain? Because I think so many people don't really understand how how that part of it works. Yeah, like when when you're in that anxiety gap and you're in the future, you're actually your, your neural net of your brain is firing. I call river of thought. And instead of having your whole brain to, you know, your prefrontal cortex and frontal lobe to design stuff and you're in a relaxed place, you're, you're just one river, one little short firing that keeps firing. And so it just it's a little loop. That's part of the physical part of it. Uh, the mental part is obviously you got to ask for help. you got to reach out. But there's a physical aspect to it of a small little wiring just keeps wiring, keeps wiring, keeps wiring. And you have to what I call zoom out. You have to find some way. Not to change your thoughts, not to go from positive to negative. If the train's going 100 miles an hour this way, it's not going to go 100 miles an hour that way. The, the freight train does not do that. So you have to zoom out and find some form of meditation. Find something where you could at least ease that pain of that only single thought. And you start having other thoughts. Another thought comes in. Okay, I can actually have other thoughts. So you have to find a way to zoom out some type of meditation, some type of closed eye routine where you can go... Okay, because the sun's shining. This stage might not be that bad. Then it starts racing again. Okay, (laughs) take a deep breath. Okay, this this stage's not going to be that bad. It's going to get better today. Racing, racing, racing. And that that little gap of, you know, okay, it's going to get better will start getting better. But it feels like you're just lifting the weight of the world off your shoulders when you start, you know? Oh, my gosh. You were were talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) You think, oh, my gosh, today's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. And then all of a sudden something comes in. You hear you get a a message or something that somebody sends you. And all of a sudden you're mine. It is. And, boy, if you get on that train, it's really hard to get off. And I think what you're saying is so important. 
it's not about trying to, you, once you're on that train, you really can't get off it, but you have to like start saying, all right, it's okay to have this thought. You know, I wonder what right. my next thought's gonna be. And you right. start to just, you know, gently ease yourself back up because your system is just like so anxious right. and so upset. Right. Oh my gosh, I, yeah. I, I felt that so many times. Right, I, I tell my clients, I said, that thought served a purpose up until now. You know, I got, I, I, uh, most, of, most of my clients are women because they're more in touch with their emotions, but when mm -hmm. guys do come in, boy, do they have a breakthrough. I had a gentleman for anxiety came in, he, uh, hung signs for a living to, at a sign company and every night he would be up all night thinking about the job the next day and, and I told him I said that served your purpose up until now you got your company up and going it doesn't serve you anymore you can let it go I, I literally gave him permission to let it go and stop thinking that way nobody's ever done that to him before for him, you right. <laughs> we think yeah. we have to keep it all on ourselves that you know and yep. uh, when we can finally uh, allow ourselves to have permission to think differently Boy, it's so liberating, you know, that it's okay. I give myself permission to say, you know what, I could choose peace instead of this. <laughs> I don't have yep. to think this way anymore. Yep. And, yep. Uh, and you don't have to, and, you, and learning the tools, learning those things is so critical. Um, yeah. Kelly, you have so many experiences in the field, and you've created the, the program Anxiety Solution. Uh, and it's a six-week program that is guaranteed to slow your mind down to the speed you are living. Uh, yep. And it's extraordinarily powerful, and someone will finally and once and for all control their thought process and take back yep. control of their life. Yep. Kelly, could you describe how this how the, how this program works? Yeah, absolutely. There's there six modules. It's six weeks long, and I put it together very systematically in order. The module one is what what is anxiety? We go over a lot of stuff we were just talking about. Uh, module two, that's when I get into control, reduce, and end. That's the main crux of the program, those three modules. Control, what are you in control of? You're always in control of your breath work, even though it doesn't seem like you are at the time. So it's like, like Einstein said, you can't, you can't fix the problem from the level of thought that created the problem. Mm -hmm. So you have to control, start to slow down your mind, control your breath. Always, I tell everyone, if, if just when you're stressed out and it's racing, if you took a deep breath in as deep as you could and held it for as long as you could, did that three times your mind would slow down to some degree your mind would slow down so controls the second module what you're in control of is always your breath work reduce once you're in control of your breath work and it starts to slow your mind down reduce I call l-shaped technique reduce meaning come down with original thought see if you're if you're fight or flight you're a or B you can't think original thoughts you can't think new thoughts it's just not the way it works so reduce you actually bring down original thoughts control reduce and end then end part is the fork in the road technique. Once you get in control of your breath, your body, and start bringing down new thoughts through these meditations once, uh, I, uh, twice a day, uh, every week, the end, uh, the, uh, the fork in the road, instead of going back down that old road, when that, when that little river of thought fires up, you say, no, no, I call it like a little yip-yip dog in the corner. Shh, <laughs> no, we're not going there. We're not going there now. <laughs> no, yip-yip dog, shut up. We're, we're not going there anymore. Well, I'm going down another fork in the road that's healthier for me. Mm -hmm. And so there's control, reduce, and end. And then module five is one of my favorites because after you get rid of anxiety and get in control of all this, then I get you onto, well, what's next? Morning Cup of Joe, J-O-E, Just Outstretch Ego, is uh, six meditations. I made them short. You listen to one in the morning when you're in the hypnagogic zone, mm -hmm. the $64,000 word. Uh, <laughs> hypnagogic, it just means in between <laughs> sleep and awake. <laughs> and your subconscious mind is just open for open for programming in the morning. That's why I designed that. And before that, yip-yip dog starts, oh, what did we do yesterday? What are we going to do today? Before all that really kicks in, 
you, you do the morning cup of joe reset yourself for the day and it's literally it's literally practicing the law of attraction your, your day is going to be different from that morning meditation and then and then the sixth module is the new you it's how to take all this knowledge you learned and how to what do you want now what do you want to create something different you want to move forward in your life so it's it's got, I got like six expert interviews with yogi masters and other psychologists. Uh, I do actual three uh, hypnotherapy sessions. I recorded them to see what other people are going through. And it's just, it's 18 hours of training. It's 12 meditations. I mean, I'm, it's just a lifetime of practice putting this together. That's amazing. I mean, and, and I love your, uh, you know, the title of your module uh, five, Morning Cup of Joe. I think that's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, J-O-E, I was going to ask you what J-O-E yeah. means, and, and you said it just, yeah. uh, just how stretch ego. Just how stretch so, ego. That's if, if, if it's just a two or 3%, if you outstretch your ego that morning, your life that day is going to be different. Yeah. You're going to attract something else that day. And you do that every day, you know, it, it gets powerful. It picks up speed. That's amazing. Uh, just a quick radio announcement. We are broadcasting live from KUHSDenver.com. That's KUHSDenver.com. Broadcasting the council all over here in Colorado, all across the nation, and all across the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to KUHS Denver. Uh, broadcasting the best music, best programs. Uh, tune in to KUHSDenver.com. <clears throat> uh, Kelly, what are some of the benefits of the program? I mean, there, you've talked a lot. I mean, that's amazing. What, if, for people who are who are about ready to dive into this, what do you what can you what can you share them the benefits that are, they're going to gain from it? Well, uh, if you've meditated before, it's uh, you know I have I have an induction technique that I do on every single meditation to uh, to slow everything down. So at, at the very least, you're going to get back in control of that fight or flight. You're going to be able to shut that off because. That, that's when the, when the when that anxiety gap kicks in and you're trying to theoretically lean to the future that the it, what it does is gets the heart rate going and what people think anxiety attack and panic attacks I know it, it's it feels like an attack I know what it feels like but it's not attacking it's that it's that circle getting so small and whizzing so fast that you feel like it's attacking you so at the very least by going through these meditations you get that fight or flight you get relief from that and then you could start thinking about other things so you, just the very beginning of breaking that cycle of fight or flight is powerful well it's re-engaging the parasympathetic nervous system <clears throat> being able Absolutely. to not be on that because our when you're in that super stress super anxious state your sympathetic nervous system is on overdrive overload and the parasympathetic nervous system can't get engaged and so meditation yep. helps yep. to bring that part it back in line to help us to get back into balance um, and that's, that's where that's where I was gonna say that's where most disease comes from. Disease is a your mind is not at ease. That's why we call it disease. Disease in the body is that fight or flight. The blood goes to the arms and legs because you're in fight or flight. Leaves the organs open for disease. That's why so many people are sick. Wow, wow. Um, can you explain to our audience how anxiety, like all human behavioral problems, are created and controlled? in the subconscious mind? Because I think they don't realize how powerful the subconscious mind is. And does the program help to tackle that difficult challenge of rewriting our subconscious programming? Yeah, absolutely. When, once, once you go through the induction of every meditation, you're in the subconscious mind. You're in a state of hypnosis. And hypnosis, self-meditation, it's, you know, to pull, to pull the veil back a little bit, it's just slowing down your brainwave frequency. That's all it really is. And when you're when you're when you're on when your brainwave frequency is on hyperdrive, like I said, you can't bring down new information. 
So once we get all this in control, we're definitely back into the subconscious mind. And then when you go through a visualization in that relaxed state, that is literally rewiring the subconscious mind. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. It's so critical because 95% of what we do is controlled by our subconscious mind. And yep. I mean, this is Dr. Bruce Lipton's work and him being able to identify that it takes time to be able to recalibrate, reorient, and yep. reprogram that mind. And you know, if we're not doing that, we can resort back to that same kind of behavior. Yep. Yeah, the, the Wake Up Series books I'm in, uh, the new one that's coming out, I'm, Dr. Bruce Lipton's in it. I said, I mean, just one oh. of my heroes. I can't, can't believe I'm going to be in the same book as him. It's, uh, it's, it's incredible. So. That's fantastic, Kelly. Yeah, that's amazing. That, yeah. Congratulations yeah. on that. That's awesome. Uh, do you think it's possible? I mean, what is what do you think uh, for people who are watching the show right today and who are going to be listening to it, who are listening to it now, and also who may be seeing it later? What are uh, uh, what's someone like a first step that somebody can do uh, to begin to control and reduce their anxiety? They may, if they've never experienced any kind of meditation, what can they do right now, just as a simple basic step? Well, like 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 we talked about, I mean, seeking help is is one of the biggest challenges, obviously, to get some kind of professional guidance. But even on your own, if if you just sat there like I did in the chair because I was losing my mind, literally, mm -hmm. um, if you sat there and just closed your eyes, your conscious mind would speed up. It would go faster. What are you doing? We don't have time with this new age crap. Get up. We got things to do. <laughs> that's okay. If as long as you know that's going to happen, yeah. as it speeds up, that's going to speed up, and you're going to feel worse. But as you sit there, you're going to what Deepak Chopra calls the gap. There's going to be a little gap in your thoughts where you didn't know where you were that second, two seconds, and all of a sudden it comes back in the back door. What are you doing? Get up. That gap is going to expand and get bigger as you practice meditation. It's hard to do it on your own. It will work. But if you seek somebody out that's going to show you, okay, Visualize this while you're doing meditation, and it'll shut that yip your dog even quicker. But like I said, if you took three deep breaths, as deep as you could, and I mean really held them as long as you could, your mind would have to slow down. You're mm -hmm. starting to break that fight-or-flight cycle, that's mm -hmm. the, the vicious circle. You start to break it by just deep breaths. That's the beginning stage is the breath work. I agree 100%. And in the classes that I teach for parents who are going through divorce uh, to establish parenting plans for their children, one of the tools that I give them is to start connecting back to their breath. You're not going to make good decisions if you're anxious, angry, upset, and those things. Get clear. Yeah. Slow yeah. down. Count the breaths coming in. That grounds you into right now in the present moment. And you do this for yeah. an extended period of time, you will get into that, to that space that Deepak was talking about, That's yeah. that space between the thoughts and that area, and that gets yeah. wider. And it's it changes you. It changes you. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think it's possible for us to, uh, for people to lead a healthy, happy, blissful life that they've always wanted? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Um, and we're not taught in school. We're not taught enough uh, of, of, of how this thought process works and how to control it. So, yeah, I mean, once you're, you know, people get to the point they're just so frustrated with their life and, you know, the old nine to five, I got to get out of this. I got to find why I'm here. You know, they go through those midlife crises. And, you know, we, like I said, with the, the day you're born and the day you figure out why, it's like, you know, if you're at a nine to five and you go, this ain't it, this ain't it, this is not why I'm here, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, yeah, once, once you get on a path to uh, why you're here and, and how to serve and how to, you know, it doesn't matter if it's sitting in your house painting because you love to paint. Well, that's, mm -hmm. that's, your, that's your mission then. That's, yeah, yeah so once, uh, from, a, from a fight or flight, not being in a, a 
job you like kind of thing, it's hard to get that bliss we're talking about. But as you go through those crises, and unfortunately, sometimes it takes crisis to really open you up and snap you into something else. But once you get into why you're here and, and start going down that path, even though it's dark and scary and you have no idea what's on the other end, mm-hmm. that's, you know, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Uh, you have to walk through yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's not easy. And, uh, no. you know, it's uh, it's a rigorous path and uh, it yeah. will <laughs> unlock some things in there and crises that occur. And, and one of your other programs helps people who are going to deal with another kind of crises that are experiencing. And it's a new program that are experiencing cheating and infidelity in their marriage or relationship. And the yeah. website for that is uh, stages of infidelity dot com. Right. Yes, yes. Stages of infidelity. Yeah, I have. I, uh, go ahead. Uh, I didn't know if there was there another thing that you needed to add on the end of no, that. No, not there. No, that, that's, just, that's just there. Okay. <laughs> one, one page there. Just okay. one page. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and you and I spoke in depth about this while we were there at the conference, and we yeah. both experienced it in prior relationships. And, oh, my God, know how painful it is. Emotionally, yep. uh, psychologically. Yep. I was emotionally spiritually and psychologically destroyed by it. Uh, my whole world came yeah. crashing down and it's not yeah. a fun experience to go through. Right. Kelly, could you share why you started this program as well? Sure, yeah, yeah like you said, it's completely draining spiritually and emotionally. Um, uh, just working with so many clients, uh, like I said, especially women that came in that were going through uh, the infidelity stages and as, as I worked with all of them, I realized that there are stages. It's kind of, it's kind of similar to stages of loss you go mm-hmm. through. But, but the stages of infidelity I designed is called HARP, H-A-R-R-P. It's hurt, anger, revenge, reconnection, and then pivot. So the first three, hurt, anger, and revenge, you're going to be bouncing back and forth through those. I'm so hurt. How could they do this to me? I'm so angry. I'm so pissed. And now I'm going to get revenge. I'm going to show them how, how much I hurt. And each stage, I show them how to vent it out and take their power back. And once they take their power back, then I reconnect them to why they're here, a bigger picture, which at first doesn't seem like it has to do with infidelity, but I I, I call it a nice, soft place to land. Okay, remember why you're here. Remember one of the most important, happiest times in your life of what you accomplished. And they do that, and I take them through, and anytime they go back to the first three and get fired up they remember the reconnection okay i'm here for a reason and it, it they take their power back so they don't need an they don't need an apology from their partner mm-hmm. they're taking their power back and then once they get in that position the last one to pivot you pivot forward i had clients that pivot with uh the 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 person that cheated on them they they reconciled they move forward had another client she finally moved out after 20 years of, of mental abuse, and she, she pivoted and decided to move out on her own. So pivoting and taking your power back, you, then you have the choice whether to continue that relationship or pivot on your own. That's so important, too. And everything that you just identified there, those five stages, the hurt, the anger, the revenge, the Bench. reconnect, and the pivot. Boy, oh, boy, at, uh, you know, when it happened to me, one of the things that I knew that it opened up immediately, it was, an, it was like an initiation, you know, and, and those are initiations in life. Right. And that it was going to open up that part of me that would want to hurt, that would want to harm, yep. that would want to seek revenge. I knew oh, it yeah. the instant it happened, and I had to get out of town uh, because I couldn't allow that to, to overwhelm me. And for men, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, I'm, of course I'm speaking from a, from a man's perspective, we have the capacity to hurt, you know, yeah. or just the way our bodies are, the way, our, 
and we can yeah. allow that dark revenge aspect that to take control. Yes. And, you know, because we and so we have to be able to, you know, corral that in some way, learn how to master that so that it doesn't dominate it so that we don't perpetuate that cycle over and over again. Yeah. How can people <clears throat> get over someone who's betrayed their trust by cheating and not allow their anger or desire for revenge to take control? Yeah, I was going to say about men, uh, it's, it's even more devastating for men because they don't know how to deal with emotions. No. We're taught, you know, no, no sissy boy of mine is going to cry, you know. Mm -hmm. I'll give you something to cry about. That's the way we were taught growing up. So it's even more painful because they jam it all down. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. One thing I wanted to say about that is I remember uh, I remember when my mother died, when she passed away, and, and people said, you know, you're never going to be the same again. And, and I thought about that, and I thought, you are never going to be the same person again, and that's okay. And I thought, oh, I'll get over that when that happens to me, no big deal. But I was never the same after both of my parents passed away. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like when you go through the infidelity and that that, that initial shock, that initial what you're going through, you're not, you're not going to be the same again. You're, you're going to be different. You're going to be having a different ring around the tree uh, of growth that you're going to have to painfully and consciously work through. So mm -hmm. you're never going to be the same again, and that's okay. So... Like I said, when I when I give when I give the uh, these women, especially their power back, to do what they want to do with it, they can decide whether they want to forgive and move on. And like one of my clients recently, they, they had a second child. They got back together, and you know things are going great for them. So once you got your power back, you don't need an apology. You don't need uh, you know uh, some magic bullet to to put it all together again. It's a, it's a painful process going through the stages. But you, you, you hold your head up and go through them as gracefully as possible. Yeah, you do. And, and having yeah. that sense of uh, dignity and self-respect and yeah. being able to go through those things with your head held high and not yeah. allowing your lower nature to drag you down and keep you in the muck there and pulling up. Yeah. you got to pull up that all that darkness and bring it up into the light so that it can be dissolved. And if you have to go on sabbatical for years until it goes away you go on sabbatical for years yeah. you know then that's what you have to do until yeah. you get master that and it's not easy uh, to be yeah. able to do uh, <clears throat> can people's lives ever be normal again you described too um from these experiences yeah i mean normal is a tricky word um sometimes normal represents back to the way it was it's never going to go back to the way it was mm -hmm. You got, you got the power to get back in control of where you're at, start thinking positive thoughts again, start thinking about the next stage of your life, and really just that, that's that pivot point. I'm gonna pivot and look forward, and I'm gonna train myself to constantly look forward. That hurt, anger, revenge, it might pop up again, but now you have new tools. So uh, normal is, if normal represents the way it was before, no, it's never gonna be that way. You're, you're a different person now. You, you have different experiences, and one of the main things is not to have a closed heart. I'm never going to fall in love again. You know, I'm never going to, you know, because opening up to somebody, you're so vulnerable. They know how to poke with a stick on right on that spot, and you don't want to ever feel that again. So, you know, it might be a little while before you, it probably, it's probably a good thing it's going to be a little while before you open up again because you got to completely heal this process before you bring somebody else into your life. Oh, yeah. You definitely don't want to bring it. You don't want to bring any of that pain. <clears throat> into somebody else's life. It's, first of all, it's not right. their fault. Second of all, right. if you haven't dealt with it and haven't worked it through and cleaned it out, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect the quality of your relationships. You're going to 
you're not going to be able to open up your heart to another human being as open as as deeply as you want to. There'll always be yeah. a part of you that says, "No, I can't. No, I can't. No, I can't." So, in yeah. my recommendation I, and experience, that's yeah. what you got to do. I, I, I made the mistake of jumping into a couple of relationships because I was so lost when when my first wife walked out of me. I was so lost that those couple of relationships were just verbally violent, just out of balance. Just mm-hmm. you know, looking back on it, I'm like, "Oh, yeah, of course they were. <laughs> look, <laughs> look where we met. I mean, <laughs> we met at the bottom." For God's sake. Exactly, we met at the bottom. <laughs> we're gonna we are gonna engage in that. Um, right. And you know what? There's a, there's a phrase I've often heard, and uh, once a cheater is always a cheater, right? Yeah. And I think it's true to some extent. Um, however, if the cheater admits it, owns it, truly sorry, demonstrates, takes demonstrable actions to make amends, he or she can be rehabilitated. Now, we were talking about betrayal. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, I've experienced betrayal, the fullness of it. I'm going to be very honest here and transparent. Uh, I've experienced the full archetype of betrayal. Uh, I've been the betrayer, and I've also been the one who's been betrayed. And it's interesting that we talked about acting, uh, Kelly, that you brought it in. My my graduation play for uh, uh, the Stella Adler was the play by Harold Pinter called Betrayal. And I was the one who played the guy who got betrayed, and you saw how corrupted he had been, and the play goes backwards in time, and it shows you how he's been changed by the experience. And then at the beginning, when he was madly in love and and before the betrayal happened, he was a completely different person. And so I had no idea that this was going to be such a big part of my um, training. And so I've been the betrayer, and and I've been betrayed. When I was the betrayer, uh, and I confessed the truth to the woman I was in relationship with, uh, oh my God, I saw what in her eyes. She lost all hope, she lost the life, and she lost her light, and it just exited her eyes. It was horrible. One of the most horrible experiences I've ever had in my entire life, and I vowed never, ever, ever, ever do that again to another human being. I didn't learn what I, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't. And I learned the value of honoring the soul of the woman I was with and not to violate that core trust. That relationship didn't survive as a consequence of my choices and behavior, but I learned. Yeah. In my next relationship, it happened to me. Uh, This time I was cheated on and uh, it was devastating. And one of the lessons I've learned is that you never compromise yourself in order to be with someone. You can't betray yourself. You must also honor yourself and see your own value. And you know, there's probably some karma I play in there too, my karma, no doubt. Right. So Kelly, uh, what do you think is the most important lesson to learn from a relationship when you've been cheated on? If you've been cheated on? Or the other um, way. I mean, what, are, what do you think are some of the big lessons to learn from these experiences? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many different levels of, of this infidelity uh, from different couples I've worked with. Uh, that being said, like if, because you know, I work with a lot of women, of course, and if the husband cheated, like you said, once a cheater, always a cheater. That could be completely true if he saw his dad doing that, if he saw 
other friends growing up doing that, and maybe it is programmed into his mind. Maybe he never will stop. And then on the other hand, like a client I just had, it was a one-time deal. Um, you know, they were they were they were, they were on the falling out. So they're not talking that much anymore, and and they, they spoke about it. They got together. You know, like you said, said he would never do it again. She believed him, and now they're back together with another child. So mm-hmm. it's 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 so many different uh, dynamics going on. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I think it's important that, uh, you know, you have to love yourself first. I mean, I know we talk about that, and I think learning how to love yourself first is recognizing that here at the Ferry Court, take away some of the, uh, the woo-woo stuff, right? At its core is you, to finally start uh, being who you are and stop pretending to be somebody that you're not. People yeah. need to love it's you exactly me. as you are. Yeah. P- people say the phrase, uh, I want to find my other half. I'm like, oh, no, no, you're not half. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you, want, you want to be so full of love and so full yeah. of yourself that you give it away. That's overflowing. That's, that's, that's when you go look for somebody. <laughs> I agree. You want, to, you want to be so full of that that when you come yeah. together with somebody, you're bringing out each other's best potential. You're helping each other to bring out their dreams. You're, 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 you motivate each other. You energize each other. You're, I mean, it, it expands. You feel this expansion. It's not this contraction right. side of it. And I totally right. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Kelly, I can't believe how close we are to the end of the program. Uh, yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> I could, could do this for days. <laughs> I know, man. I know. It's like crazy. How does it go that so fast? Um, Kelly, how could you tell? Um, can you, you know, do you have any free gifts to offer or audience? I want to open it up to you and anything that you have. Uh, okay. How people can reach you, how people can contact you, and yeah. all the services that you provide. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to give away some uh, a couple of free, uh, bonuses to your to your listeners with uh, the Anxiety Solution Program. If they go to bestanxietysolution.com forward slash anxiety. It lays out the whole program for them. It's a six-week program, and if they if they go ahead and sign up for the six-week program, I want to give your listeners two free gifts of uh, one-on-one with me, a private session. Uh, halfway through, three weeks into it, make sure they're on the right track, and then they get another guided visualization because we're going to work together. Then at the end of the program, at the end of the six weeks, I want to do another session with them, make sure they got the most out of it so they can really really finish with anxiety in their life and then as another bonus on top of that i want to throw in my fall asleep instantly program uh because you got the morning cup of joe if you get that fall asleep instantly that's that's another 200 hundred dollar program so it's like 700 dollars in free bonuses if somebody signs up for the six-week course so wow. I, I want, yeah uh, wow. might fill up my schedule like crazy but i'm here to help so <laughs> wow that's amazing oh my gosh yeah, yeah. so Thank you. I, I really want i really want to make sure people that sign up for the six-week program get the most out of it so they got to fall asleep instantly it's a it's an audio to listen to at night so a couple videos about how to slow the brain down at night uh it goes hand in hand with the anxiety solution and then if 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 somebody wants to jump in right away and work with me one-on-one they can email me at globalmindstretch at gmail.com globalmindstretch at gmail.com and we'll set up a consultation a one-on-one to see if we're a right fit for each other so we can go right into you know i do uh, private skype sessions with clients all over the country and I, I record the session, I email the session, the, the videos to them, and then at the end, the last 15 minutes when we go through the hypnotherapy, I email them the audio part of it so they can listen to that every day so it speeds up the healing by the time we get to, together ne- the, the week after. So it's very powerful ongoing. So almost, it's almost like a session a day with me when I, when I send them the, the audio. So powerful, 
We get, we get there fast. I, I like getting people. I like, I like getting people healed and out the door fast. I, that's awesome. I love it, Kelly. I think that's so great because that's yeah. you know it's uh, getting people healed, getting them back on their life, getting them back on track. Yeah. You know that's the idea, not to stay in and keep you there for years and years and years. It's about giving you your life back to you. Yeah, that, uh, that's what that's that, that's what I, I I think that's fantastic. Thank you for the offers here on the audience. Uh, absolutely, for the absolutely. Really appreciate yeah. that. Um, we are broadcasting uh, on KUHSDenver.com, KUHSDenver.com, uh, broadcasting the best shows, programs, all here in Denver, Colorado, all across the nation, and all across the world. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to the council. Without you, it wouldn't be possible. Uh, Kelly, could you close out the show? There's, uh, I always save the last question. I ask, always ask my guests the last question before we close out, but I would love for you to do a simple guided meditation for people so that they could understand just a little small glimpse of the work that you do. Yeah, cool. Yeah, what I want to do is I want to do the induction phase because I, I feel that that is the most important part of it because, excuse me, when you do the induction phase, we get down into the subconscious mind. Now we can do anything we want. We can reprogram anything. We're down there. We're in. We're, you know, we're going to visualize like a big TV screen and we could work on anything. So the induction phase is one of the most important parts of it. So that's what I want to take you through right now. Fantastic. Fantastic. Let's do you ready? it. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. You ready to rock it? I'm okay, ready go. to rock it. I'm ready to rock it. All right. Just, just, just allow your eyes to close. Just feel the weight of your body in the chair where you're sitting as you start to slow the heart rate down. If the mind wants to race, allow it to race. Just bring it back to my voice once you realize it's racing. We always start with the breath work. Now, I want to take in a deep breath as deep as you can. Really fill up the lungs. Take in a deep breath for me. You hold at the top for three, two, one, and relax. Really feel your body sink into the chair. Heart rate slowing down, muscles are sinking in and relaxing. Take in another deep breath now, as deep as you can. Really fill up the lungs for me. Hold at the top for three, two, one, and relax. Really feel your body sink into the chair now. Heart rate slows down, the mind starts to follow. Now power in three is one more deep breath in as deep as you can. Fill up the lungs for me. Hold at the top for three, two, one, and relax. Really sink in now. Heart rate slowing down. We always start with the breath work. Three deep breaths gives the subconscious mind a signal that we're going to be reprogramming it. After the breath work, we start with the body work. It's a white light healing. We shut off the physical body because we don't need it anymore as we go internal. So you're gonna visualize a white healing light coming down through the top of your head, relaxing the forehead, relaxing the eyes, cheekbones, all the way down to the jaw. Feel the jaw relax all the way down to the neck. And now visualize with your mind's eye that white healing light coming down through the back of the head, all the way down to the neck. Visualize your head engulfed in white healing light as your thoughts start to slow down. And now visualize that white healing light going down through both shoulders. Feel the shoulders just drop away from their ears into their natural position. Down through the arms, through the elbows, through the forearms, and all the way out the fingertips. 
Feel that negative energy, just leave the fingertips. And now visualize that white healing light going down through the torso, chest and back at the same time, pushing down, healing the lungs, healing the heart, down through the stomach, all the way down to the waist. Now that white healing light going down through the upper back, feel the shoulder blades just roll away from each other, relieving all tension and worries of the day, going down through the mid-back, all the way down to the lower back, down to the waist. Visualize your whole upper body engulfed in white healing light as your mind slows down. Visualize that white healing light going down through both legs at the same time, pushing out all tension of the day down through the knees, through the calves, down through the feet, and all the way out the toes, out into the atmosphere where it can't harm anybody. Now just visualize your, your whole entire body engulfed in white healing light and just relax. With the mind slowing down, the heart rate slowing down, we're going to start to work with the subconscious mind. And we do that by going down a staircase in our mind. I want you to visualize yourself at the top of a staircase. Secure hand railings on both sides, 20 stairs down. With your mind's eye, looking down at your right foot, starting at 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Now just allow the mind to drift at the bottom of the stairs for a moment. Each and every time you go through this induction phase, you're going to go deeper and deeper into the subconscious mind where all the reprogramming is. If the mind wants to drift for a moment, allow it to. Each and every meditation you go through, this induction phase, is the beginning to open up the subconscious mind. And while we're there in the subconscious mind, I just want you to visualize like a white healing light coming down. This is original thought. This is new information because we've shut off the fight or flight. We've shut off the physical body. Just visualize a white healing light coming down through the top of your head, bringing new information, new ideas. Whatever you're going through your life right now, you're going to bring down new ideas, visualizing with this light. Allow it to come through the body right now. There are 70 to 100 trillion cells in your body listening. You're physically reprogramming it. New, original, happy thoughts coming down right now. New ideas through the top of your head all the way through the body. Feel that connection to your higher power. Each and every time you do this meditation, you get more and more ideas coming through. Original ideas. Life-expanding ideas of where to go next, of what to do. You're filled back up with your own power. From here on out, moving forward, you're back in control of your power. And now in a moment, I'll be counting you up from this guided visualization. I'll 
he's counting from zero to five. When we get to five, it's eyes open, wide awake, back to consciousness. We start at zero. The body always has a tendency to go even deeper at zero because you're in such a relaxed place. Coming back up at one, feeling physically relaxed. Back up at two, mentally clear and alert. Back up at three, bringing all the guided visualization and positive energy with you. Four, feeling yourself where you're meditating. And five, eyes open, wide awake. One, two, three, four, five, eyes open, wide awake. Take in one more deep breath for me. And exhale. Back centered it now. <laughs> wow. So that was amazing. So every meditation that I record, every meditation, whether it's a private meditation for people or it's the anxiety solution program, every single one goes through the induction phase. And then we can work with the reprogramming. Fantastic. My God, yeah. that's incredible. Please go to thebestanxietysolution.com slash anxiety and get on, the, on, on uh, Kelly's website. Work with him. It is absolutely fantastic, incredible. Uh, and, uh, my gosh. And then also if you've experienced any kind of infidelity, uh, go to his website, stagesofinfidelity.com. This man can help yeah. you. This man, he knows what he's doing. It's the real deal. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to say that on the website, like I said, every module is broken down, so it's in great detail what you're going to get and how you're going to move through these. And, and like I said, everyone that comes through is from your show, they get the three free gifts. I, I, you know, I want to I wanna work with them one-on-one -on -one and really make sure they, they, they end this anxiety for good. Awesome. Well, and, if, and if you're coming from the council, let them know that you're coming from the council. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Kelly, if uh, if you could give one piece of advice, one bit of wisdom. I always ask my guests before we close out the show this question. Uh, one bit of wisdom from your life experience. What would it be? From my life experience. Um, bit of wisdom is life is what you make it. Most people feel life is coming at them, and it's just not true. Life is coming out of you. You have to learn to switch that. And life is what you make it. It's, 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 it's the definition of the word responsibility. Your ability to respond to any given situation in the moment. That is responsibility. When you take back your responsibility, you take back control. Responsibility in the law, it's, it's a bad thing. Responsibility in, in personal development, it's a good thing. So responsibility, <laughs> take, take it back, your ability to, like, like Edward James almost walking into the acting studio, take back your responsibility, your ability to respond to anything. I, I don't get any knee-jerk reactions anymore. When, I, when something happens, I sit back, analyze it, and just, you know, people think I don't have emotion because of that. I say, oh, no, no, I, I feel everything. I just choose which, which feeling to follow. That's the difference. <laughs> I think it's so, that's so great. It's the, that, that choice in the moment. Every choice we do has a consequence, everything like that. Yep. And you've got to understand yeah. the laws of creation, how they work inside of you. And you learn yep. that by making those choices, taking that power back. Fantastic, fantastic Absolutely. advice. Thank you. <laughs> Kelly, we've got to go, my friend. Thank you so I wish we could keep talking. This has been outstanding, yeah. man. Thank yeah, you so much. Sir. Really has thank been you. an honor. Namaste. Thank you. And, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. We are done. Uh, next show, we're going to have Gina Caputo coming on from the Colorado School of Yoga. We're going to bring on uh, some expertise, uh, years of expertise and wisdom from the yoga community and one of the best yoga teachers out here in Colorado. And uh, we'll also have Lisa Thomas uh, coming on, who's an energy healer as well. 
and uh, others, guests that are going to be coming on. So you don't want to miss the council here on KUHSDenver.com. Thank you so much. The council is adjourned. May you all be well. May you all be free of pain and suffering. May you all be whole. God bless.